All right, Bizzlecast listeners, welcome to episode five of the Awkward Controllers here talking video games with my boy Ethan in 2019. Ethan, we got some big news, we got some big sec- speculation, and we have a good helping of bullshit as always. But happy new year, and it's great to have you on. Happy new year. Can I get a. <laughs> We're awful people. I was going to do like some reggaeton stuff, but decided against it. Um, it would have been better than what I did. So, so Ethan, um, you know, companies, video game companies, TV companies, te- I mean, movie companies have to report box office, but TV and video games are notoriously close to the vest about giving away numbers. And so we need to talk about the smackdown that occurred uh, over 2018 and culminated at the end of the year. However, I would like to start with what we are playing lately, and then we will jump into the state of the console market. And then we're going to talk about some of the games of the year and then talk about some of the games coming up. Like, hopefully, Kojima's game. God, help us. Um, does that sound like a good plan overall? Or am I missing something? I mean, your plans, Jesse, they're, they're a little... No, I'm kidding. Let's do this, yeah. Okay. What have you been playing lately? Destiny 2. <laughs> well, How many besides, hours? How many hours? How many Destiny hours? Uh, this past week or two? Uh, no, total hours on Destiny 2. Oh, give me a second. Um, this is going to be horrifying. It's still, it's still above. Uh, should I leave the keyboard in or should I leave it out? Whatever you want. Okay. This is a real site, by the way. Time wasted on. Oh destiny. yeah, I've been using my clickety clack keyboard, but use it sparingly. So any of you out there who actually play Destiny mm-hmm. of any variety, yep. you can actually go to the site called Wasted. How many on hours, destiny. Ethan? Com. How many hours? Ethan's just putting it off because he's humiliated. Or very proud. Listen, battle at tags are hard to do. How many hours, Ethan? I'm trying trying to tell me right now. Okay. Why don't I go while you are doing nothing? Okay. So on PC for Destiny 2 alone, I have 1,117 hours and 22 minutes. Oh, my God. That is not including the 851 hours on Xbox (sighs) Destiny 1 that I have. The thing is, you play so much percentage of your time in it that if you spread it out over a few years, it's not as bad as it sounds. Oh, and it's even better. I'm in the top 2% of playtime. I can tell you that, too. Well, can I talk about what I've been playing? Go for it. You know, but let me introduce it. So, you know that I love Horizon. I put 120 hours in the initial one, and then my PlayStation crashed, and I lost all my shit. Uh, but it was a blessing in disguise. But everyone told me I would love The Witcher from all angles, and that Horizon stole a ton of shit from The Witcher and just the lore, and you know, by one of the best fantasy writers on the planet, and blah blah blah. blah. And I don't know why I put up a stink. I thought Geralt was going to be much different than what Geralt is. Geralt's a true superhero, which I wasn't expecting. On top of everything else, so dude, I have put in 120 horizon plus a hundred horizon on my second time through and i am now at 139 and a half hours on fucking witcher 3 
and I am gl- g- marveling and enjoying every monster den and every secret treasure. I'm totally hooked. Is this what Skyrim feels like when it's hitting? Is this the is this the feeling? Yeah, that that's the feeling. What Skyrim was all those years ago is mm-hmm. that feeling. But The Witcher does not have massive underground caverns. It does have them, but they're not super complicated. Um, But there's so many of them. Mm -hmm. And he literally slices people and monsters diagonally. So, like, from the shoulder to the waist uh, at a 45-degree angle. Yep. and No mercy no mercy but he doesn't torture he ends their life as quick as possible like the punisher which i'm very excited for the new punisher season but punisher kills a lot of bad guys but he does not torture ever uh, another sign of a, of a heroic character and i have to say Geralt in battle is the least janky part of the game running around like trying to stand on a bridge and move slowly with him is like suicide half the time because he'll just run off the bridge because it's so hard to control moving him slowly. But when you're in battle and you're bouncing left, right, up, down, hitting all the enemies, you know, putting your shields up, you know, spin it, you know, uh, throwing down. I mean, I absolutely love. I believe it's called the Earden, Y-R-D-E-N, which is basically like a a catch-all buff circle that you throw down that prevents wraiths from disappearing, that stuns a lot of characters, that increases your attack rate, and then you can put an extended glyph down of the same spell, which just shoots lightning balls at anyone who gets close to you while you're just destroying people. It's amazing. The problem, dude, is the DLC is not nearly as interesting as I was hoping, and there's numerous giant quests that are completely broken, and I've researched it on line they just have never fixed it it's whatever it's frustrating but it's not the main quest but the bad guys in the dlc are like dark souls bad guys and the the final bad guys in the main game were a little dark soulsy but you could still figure it out but the the sort of mathematics and, and logistics you have to do to beat some of the dlc bad guys is really 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 annoying but the main game story was amazing the the enchantresses it's almost a feminist work from this polish you know medieval fantasy writer it's unbelievable I absolutely love it. I'm having a great time. I'm trying to do Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm trying to do some JRPGs. Um, but it's it's hard for me not to keep going back to it because, like Horizon, the combat is thrilling in a totally uh, different way. And the side missions are way more interesting than Horizon and, and uh, very varied across the board. So I know you haven't finished it, but I would highly recommend giving Witcher 3 another shot, even though it's a little buggy. Oh, sorry for that long rant. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to echo like what you're saying. Uh, a lot of the experience I had with the game was very similar. Like, uh, not the bug-wise, at least not that I could tell. Uh, but again, we're no, playing... No, the bugs all in the DLC. The okay. bugs are all okay. in the DLC. And well, it's been I, this way ever, since since 2015 on release. Okay. So I'll... If I get around to that, I'll... The first hundred hours but, of the main campaign is mostly spotless. Um, but as far as like the the game itself, like oh my goodness, like the the side quests are 
just from as someone who has mm-hmm. played all of the big open world games of, in right. recent years, with the exception of Horizon, like the mm-hmm. side quests are, they, they they feel really endearing and exciting to be a part of, uh, part of part of that part of the quest in those side quests and the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, particularly my favorite one, which is the one where you go into the old woman's hut in the beginning of the game and you help her get her pan, her lost pan. Right. Um, like. Normally, that type of stuff just doesn't stick with you, but that's such a like that's such a unique. They sell the style. minor story so well; it, exactly. it's great. But exactly. dude, I'm through four and a half Witcher books over the last few weeks. I got the audio books. Peter Kenny, who reads them, who reads a lot of sci-fi, is so good. He even like sings the tunes, like the witch, like the uh, dandelion songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they come up with the melodies, but. He sings it beautifully. Um, by the way, it's Dandelion, and I don't understand two things. Why does the Witcher have an American cowboy accent in the game when he should have a sort of rural English accent or, or European accent? Well, that's not a big deal. But why call him Dandelion when the spelling and in the books it's clearly Dandelion? It doesn't matter because actually Dandelion describes him better. And so it's kind of hilarious. And I love that Geralt's best friend is like the dude. He's like a total stoner but womanizing fuck up. But he's so real and he's very smart and he's very poetic and he always wants to, you know, put his life on the line. It's fantastic. I mean, his love for Yennefer, his past love for Triss, they talk about this in the books. Dude, I have two copies of Blood of Elves, which is like the first official Witcher book from Mm -hmm. the early 90s. I'm going to give you a copy of it. It's only like 200 pages. It's amazing. I'll figure it out, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and so, you know, it, it, like, I'll, I'll say I'm done and I'm going to take a break, but then I read the books or listen to the audiobooks. I immediately want to go back in the world. Let's, I'll, let me be clear. Let me be totally clear. The controls are definitely jankier than Horizon, but more so the vistas and the natural, you know, beauty and diversity is way more spectacular in horizon but that's part of it the other thing is in witcher you don't have to hunt or gather berries at all whatsoever whereas in horizon you definitely need to hunt and you definitely need to gather stuff not compulsively but it is a big part of your game and getting better armor and getting health potions and stuff and aloy just fits in the environment better there's so many times when the camera on the witcher is too close to him or too far away or there's a lot of clipping you rarely see clipping and speaking of clipping maybe we'll talk about masters of doom if we have time but uh there's very little clipping in horizon i think ultimately the horizon combat system is just allows for more creativity because let's be honest Geralt has a sword and five signs you know that can kind of do different things and some potions but you know that's basically it like aloy has a ton of options um at, at her disposal um and just sort of fits in the environment better. So again, I put the games on par for different reasons. But dude, it should be said, and then we'll move on, that The Witcher continues to be like a top 10 seller, especially on the computer, year after year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird for a Polish company that started as a bootlegging, you know, illegal replication uh, of Western software company and now is, you know, totally legit doing what they're doing. Um, and, dude, we talk about how whatever you think about single-player open-world games, who wins every single year at the award ceremonies? It's always semi-open-world or total open-world, you know, RPG, action even, RPGs. Even even from your perspective and my perspective, somewhat mediocre Dragon Age Inquisition won its in its year. So... You know. It's not a good game. I put 20 hours in. It's not nearly as good as Mass Effect Andromeda. Mass Effect Andromeda is way better than the Inquisition, at least the updated version. Yeah, I'm about to say, at least the updated version, but yeah. no one would know it's updated because no one played it. So. Okay, so this is a perfect uh, move into the sales of consoles last year and specifically over the holidays, but if you have anything else to lead off about what you're playing or just little bits here or there before we jump in into the nitty gritty i i don't want to uh to jump over that so uh i just hope i mean like we got some we got some interesting stuff coming up and we usually don't have interesting games uh coming out in first quarter mm-hmm. um for the year but we're we're going to have not only two of the biggest shooter releases of the year but we're also getting some strategy releases mm-hmm. and some interesting indie releases specifically yep um Personally, yep. with me, I'm interested to see whether this, the new Civ Six expansion mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. worth forty dollars. Sure, because mm-hmm. last year it was thirty, yep. and it did a really good upgrade. But yep. it, I'm not, I'm, it's still not where it should be. And I'm hoping this quote unquote forty dollars okay. okay. expansion is good enough. Okay. But we're also going to get Anthem in the division too, so I'm interested to see where those go. Okay, um, the PR for both of them has been very positive so far, actually. Mm-hmm. But we never know until the game's out. So, mm-hmm. so. Like Clockwork, Horizon, Uncharted, I think both of the Uncharted, it's definitely Uncharted 4, Spider-Man, God of War, have all sold around $10 million apiece. Around. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I'm looking at, again, Nintendo's official website. And other than the DS and their portable systems, what is their most popular selling of all time? Nintendo. Uh, the, the Wii. The Wii, yeah, yeah, yeah. 101 million units, 920 software. My friend Ethan, PlayStation 4 has sold 90 million units and close to a billion units of software. And it's still in production, which is, which is the important point. Whereas the Wii was out of production for a while, so that cell count goes up over time, but much lower. Versus during production, it's going to keep going up. So that's huge for PlayStation. But they have already reached the total of the Wii, which is, again, we talk about the 10 to 1 ratio, 100 hardware, a billion software, Mm -hmm. right? And PS is falling completely in there now i have the numbers for 25 million switches sold which by the way you know given the off release schedule and the the revolutionary idea and you know playstation just dominating 
I think 25 million fucking Switch it, units is super uh, impressive. And it, I don't even use. know what Xbox has sold. I honestly don't know. <clears throat> Less than it, the Switch is coming up on it actually pretty fast. If it keeps going at the rate it is, mm-hmm. which is doubtful, but it's it possible. currently remains the fastest selling console of this generation, even yeah. more than PlayStation 4. Yep. So. Correct. Correct. Which is in no part due to. Smash, of course, being a hot holiday item, and Pokemon, Pokemon and Smash being both hot holiday items and getting sold really, really quickly in selling units. Which, so, of course, goes back to the good old. Yep. Uh, the name of the game is the so game. Eth- if, you, if software yes. is good, you'll buy the. Whole We're gonna game. get there. We're gonna get there. But Ethan, when I predicted, which has now been obviously <laughs> totally vindicated by lack of E3 presence, that they're not announcing PS5 this year. The Correct. reason I said that was because they had so much great software that they had recently released, and they have so much great software like Kojima and Last of Us they haven't released. And this is exactly why they sold, what, 20 million units over the holidays or leading up to the holidays is unbelievable. But that's because in the last year, you have Horizon, you have God of War, you have Spider-Man, you know, you have all of these titles, um, and Witcher keep selling the uncharted games always sell i know tons of people who don't have uncharted 4 have the remastered one through three you know what i mean okay. like uncharted just sells like a motherfucker um and uh they purchased dude our country that's supposedly in shambles well we can't be in that much shambles if customers purchase 50 million ps4 games between november 19th and december 31st so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's it's just like there is uh however however these numbers both in terms of sheer numbers and the acceleration of it is not indicative as we have been saying of the quality of this generation and Having downloaded God of War, having downloaded Assassin's Creed Origins, having downloaded Inquisition, while I loved 50 hours of Andromeda, it was still obviously flawed. My difficulty getting into a lot of these games, and the only games that I've really been devoted to and addicted to are Witcher 3, which was very early release in the schedule. By the way, Witcher 3 was initially a last-generation title, and thank God CD Projekt Red put it off. Yep. Um, and Horizon Zero Dawn, obviously, is spectacular. I'm sure I would love Spider-Man. I just don't like Spider-Man. I saw Spider-Verse, by the way, and it was beautiful, but I'm just not into Spider-Man, and I've, I've literally lived in New York and been to all those places, so it doesn't really interest me that much, but um maybe i'll go back to god of war i I have no interest in red dead redemption i'm not into metal gear solid man but i'm willing to give kojima a chance on like a horror military thing um for sure you know i i talk on my podcast we haven't really talked about this i find horror movies and television so hard to watch i'm such a pussy that i get my horror through video games like the dead space games and the resistance the dead space and resistance and Bioshock games you know what I mean like 
That's in Quake. Oh, Quake is the scariest. Quake 3, Quake 4, oh my god. So scary. So I, I love that. Obviously, I'm excited about Last of Us 2. I know Ashley Johnson is working around the clock because she's supposed to be on Critical Role, the RPG uh, streaming game uh, from Geek and Sundry that has the highest hits per week, uh, per hour on uh, on Twitch. I mean, it's almost up there with like Ninja and those guys for fucking voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons. So Ashley Johnson was supposed to be there. She hasn't been there forever. So they're working on Last of Us. So anyways, point being, there are some great games coming out this generation and PS4 is taking advantage of it, but it's not the re- it's not the revolutionary stuff that we want, I think. Um, and so I actually understand your devotion to Destiny 2 more and more because you know what you're getting and you can focus your energies on uh, e- expectations that you know are there. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. And <clears throat> more or less what's interesting about my situation is... Uh, my situation. I think, like... like when 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 I when I was saying I have a, over a thousand hours in just the PC version of just Destiny Two, right? Yep. I can say per dollar ratio, I'm spending pennies on the dollar for the content that yeah. I am. Oh yeah, per, for video for the games. I'm playing, and no, I make I, I, yeah. I make it worth my money, dude. Um, even when I if I drop twenty or twenty five dollars on Assassin's Creed, but I get fifteen twenty hours out of it, that's a great investment. I mean. Takeout costs more than that. Like for me to order a cheesesteak, a small pizza, and a soda costs more than that, you know? And that's over in like three seconds. So I am all about books, board games, video games if they're not overpriced and and they're decent. You know, again, I got Mass Effect Andromeda for eight bucks and got 50 hours out of it. And Mm -hmm. so, you know what? If I don't play that much Assassin's Creed and I can't get all the way through God of War, I'm still feeling pretty good because of the value I got on Horizon, on Witcher. I got oh dude I got Tales of um Portland? it's an anime game uh Tales of Bereria no what the fuck's it called Tales um, of uh Basaria or Basaria yeah I got Tales of Basaria JRPG uh I've heard good things it's it's an interesting series from what I understand I'm excited also I do want to get Nina Kuni 2 and Dragon Quest 11 but we'll talk about that later I think you should finish Persona 5, but okay. That, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. It's, uh, it, it's way too gothy teeny for me. Uh, Again, though, if I had a Switch and could play it on the Switch, it'd be different. Well, supposedly it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, who knows? That so, been announced yet. can I throw something at you? Sure. Okay, so... It's hard, it's hard to throw things through a monitor, but yeah. good luck with that. Are you old enough that you remember having a big box 4x3 television that wasn't a widescreen growing up? Yes, yes. Okay. I, I re- uh, According to my parents, I watched Toy Story so much the cassette tape uh, broke. Okay, so you've experienced VHS and boxy, big boxy yes. television. Okay. Yes. So the big jump was in 2003... When shows like The Wire, Battlestar Galactica, um, and a number of others, comedies, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, all switched from old school non-widescreen to widescreen, even though a lot of people didn't have widescreen. They said, fuck it, we're going to film it like a movie. 
and then a lot of success. And then, you know, the last 10 years, the comic book movies, Star Wars movies, all these movies making a big comeback. But really, the talent from the directors to the writers to the actual talent is on television now, not on the, uh, not in, in film, uh, for example. So my question is, we've talked about the, the PS4 basically is the greatest console experience you can have when you combine the controller the response oh by the way i finally ordered a new controller my x button after you know pounding on it for a thousand hours i, I, mm-hmm. I need a new one but uh, i mm-hmm. got an ebay for 30 bucks which is great brand new um but uh, uh but you know what i'm saying like i'm wondering again if it's going to shift to the i want more so maybe computers or more peripherals or i want less and thus the switch yeah, how has, uh, I, mean, I mean, I mean, how has thing, how have things like Diablo been running on the Switch? From what I hear, fantastic. The can you play World of Warcraft on the Switch? Do I? Or no. Can I? you? Can one? No, not yet. I'm assuming not yet. I'm assuming it might at some point. But um, uh huh. I I mean, Diablo did really well on the Switch, so I assume, mm-hmm. especially now that Activision is coming in and starting to uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I say, uh, take the soul and destroy it from Blizzard, mm-hmm. uh, they might be interested in making some dollars on mm-hmm. the Switch again Ooh, through so World of Warcraft or Starcraft. You, can I ask Starcraft, you a question? Actually. Yeah, go ahead. What is the difference between, this is the main difference between these four or five properties. Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, The Last of Us, um, uh, spider-man and red dead redemption which which of these things is not like the others red dead is in a yes PlayStation red dead studio. is not for multiple reasons why it's not a playstation studio it's not an exclusive and it's not exclusive they and always had a plan of integrating stupid ass multiplayer from the beginning i can't believe it but i mean being greedy PS4 is not doing it with their exclusive titles, man. Kojima's not going to do it. That's for goddamn sure. Last of Us trying, 2 is not going to do it. They were trying to make a quick book of Fortnite, but besides that, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a multiplayer component to some of the Uncharted games, but nobody really plays that, and it's not a selling point for more than, like, 5% of the population. Meanwhile, yeah. Call of Duty seems dead. Battlefield seems totally dead. Um, I, I, I don't know. Weeks, I would agree, yes. Yeah. So, what do people want right now that that the, the things are not, offering? Not a game where they charge you a dollar for the red dot reticle. Man, that's a that's a funny preference. Um, could, do I need to explain that? Didn't I tell you about that? Go. Uh, so the plan with Call of Duty Black Ops Four was we're going to make the servers look great day one. We're going to make the servers or for the first few weeks. We're going to make the microtransactions disappear for the first few weeks. And we're going to make the game seem like a gamer paradise for the first few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then after the first few weeks, we're going to downgrade the servers. We're going to start to release more and more microtransaction content. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take the red dot from the reticle and charge people a dollar for it. Mm-hmm. And it's real bad. Basically, basically, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody's ever played a first-person shooter game, yep. you know that when you put a reticle on a gun, 
Yeah. Right. And you ADS, you've got that little tiny red dot middle of your screens yeah. to help it's, you aim. It, it's, the, it's the, it's the lesser version of aim assessed essentially. Yeah. Right. They're charging you money for that now. And it, it, everyone, it's, it's just like, really, this is what it's come down to. You're charging me a dollar. Well, and here's the thing. $10 for each of the Witcher's DLC, even with the broken side missions, the main missions aren't broken, and there's a bazillion secondary, tertiary Witcher hunts, etc. Right. That come along with it. So I can't be that mad because I have the best swords. I have the best equipment. I don't really need lots of experience points or more equipment at this point. I'm just trying to 100% it before I finish the DLC. So I can't complain, which is totally different from, and I got to say it, but Ethan, I have never been so happy for electronic arts to so quickly and dramatically screw up yet another Star Wars project because it means there's no way, even though they said they're moving into another studio and doing another Star Wars movie, uh, uh, video game, they are done. They are done, and they've got to get their fucking ass out of the Star Wars game. Dude, yeah, right. the, the Lucas Arts games back in the day from Monkey Island to X-Wing and TIE Fighter were so good that dude, you can get them all remastered on the, the PlayStation and the computer from Grim Fandango to Full Throttle to Monkey Island to The Dig to all that stuff. I mean, those games were amazing. I don't know why they don't do it in, in, in studio, but fuck EA. And, fuck and EA. I, saw, I saw a meme on Twitter and it, was, it said, games before EA got the Star Wars rights for video games. Mm. Force Awakens... Uh, and all, all the other good ones during the Xbox and Xbox 360 and PS2 era, era and before, right? With Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2, and all that. All right, that which stuff. people and love. And after yeah. EA acquires it, Battlefront yep. 1, Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. and they're horrible games. And it's just, it's just such a, it's, it's such a disappointment. More than anything, right? It's I like, mean, the, you the have X-wing so and Tie Fighter. Uh, flight sim- space simulators were more realistic than flight simulators that Microsoft and other companies like Earth-based flight simulators were putting out. You needed to know so many buttons at once and be working multiple joysticks and keyboard at once. It was thrilling space combat. I don't know why they can't do it anymore. And, it's and, so it's fun. Crazy. It's crazy, right? Because that's all we want. In Battlefront 2, you had a map where you were on... A, well, this uh, is the problem a with Republic, the Last Jedi. A Republic cruiser, a Republic cruiser, and fighting off. Uh, a, yeah, a, um, this is the problem with the Last Jedi. This is the problem with the Last Jedi. Poe blows up a bunch of guns. The bombers all destroy one another for, because of bad luck. Paige Tico is the last one. She drops the bombs, blows up the dreadnought, and that's all the space fighting essentially for the entire goddamn movie. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Rogue it's, One it's has like, the best space fighting by far. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, episode uh, episode six is up. Well, well, I mean, it's, uh, Rogue One is like, you know, you've got the Rogue One crew on the planet, and they think they have no hope, but they're going to do everything. And all of a sudden, the the Mon Cal, Radis, and like dozens of ship jump in all at once, and all of a sudden, boom, X wings, Y wings, going all over the place. It is ridiculous. A perfect short story is much better than an incomplete long story. 
I'm actually doing a podcast with a much more serious Star Wars podcaster, much more listened to than me, but he's been on before, Paul, in a couple weeks about why hardcore fans are some of them a large minority are embracing the anthology movie solo and rogue one more than the saga movies and we're going to talk about why that's why that's the case other than just being in sort of the original time period because they have nothing to do with kylo ren kylo ren's such a good bad guy he's so good no no Uh, not at the end of jedi but it just makes you want his head to get chopped off by Ray, which is what they want. You know what? Good point. Good point. Not in the middle of the movie. At the end of the movie and the beginning of the movie, he's a yeah. good villain. In the middle, he's not. But on the other hand, we have Ray, and while Princess Leia is amazing in the original movies and to a certain extent in the new movies, she never gets to flex. Her force powers are just muscle in general, like Ray does. So it, it, I think it balances out overall. Like the force, um, yeah. But uh, now that they're moving to television, they're they're basically saying we're only going to do a movie every two years. But we have all these TV shows, the Clone Wars uh, coming back. We got the casting Indoor Rogue One prequel. We got John Favreau's Mandalorian, which takes place after Return of the Jedi. Like the shows are so amazing, have crazy talent. I never thought Star Wars would come to TV and be so successful. And so to tie it back to awkward controllers, why can't they translate to video games? Is it just EA? I don't understand. Anyway, so on to, uh, Ethan, um, we are talking about. We're going to talk about Masters of Doom in a second. Ethan, tell me what the Bungie Activision split was about, and also convince me that it matters because both those companies have become total shit in the last ten years. Go ahead. Okay, so the Bungie Activision split <laughs> happened about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's huge for a lot of reasons. Okay. But the main two reasons are as follows: one. <sighs> One, uh-huh. Bungie, Bungie keeps its full rights to the Destiny IP, meaning that the game itself will be fully in the developer's hands rather than a publisher's who is rushing it out and keeping some creative control over the game let, rather than letting the developer make their game and let the artist do the art. The other reason is because Bungie is now the largest if not the second largest independent studio in the world. And it is the largest studio in the world that does not implement crunch in their workforce. That's why it's huge. And on top of that, they received a hundred a while back, they received a hundred million dollars from a Chinese company called NetEase uh, as an investment rather than just a here's money go make go make us a video game. Can you go one step deeper and kind of parse what you just said cuz you dropped a lot of information with not a sure. lot of words. So I'm not sure, sure. people totally got it. I sure. know I so, I'm not sure I did. <laughs> okay, sh- sure. So the start of that was um like break it down piece by piece. So back when Bungie split from Microsoft. Mhm. No, go uh, back. Go back. When? No, no. Even further. When did Bungie end up with Microsoft? Because when I was growing up, Bungie was making like real-time strategy games and stuff. They were a completely different company. Mm-hmm. They they entered a partnership with um, Microsoft way back when to make Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made Halo games for several years. 
eventually leading up to the point where they got fed up. Oh, I, I finally, sorry, dude, I, I just have to interrupt you really quickly. I finally figured out the comparison to Halo. Okay. Avatar. <laughs> they think in both cases, producing a bunch of Halo games or Avatar movies is going to bring billions to the the scene. And in both cases, I'm not buying it. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So with so they were bought in two thousand. They were bought in two thousand. No, but dude, really quickly, man, a little history lesson because two thousand was when I went to college and was not playing video games anymore. But they they um uh did first person shooters, uh, but they also did one of do you know uh what um uh like Warhammer uh. What's it called? Um, Vertentide? Or- no, no, no. The main Warhammer real-time strategy game. Um, yeah. Warhammer, uh, you know, the 40K yeah. strategy game, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, like where it's not single units, but it's also not giant armies. It's like somewhere yeah. in between. Bungie did that with their myth game very early on, and it was yeah. awesome and it looked amazing and was very influential. And then they were bought by Microsoft in 2000. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, all good. Um, so yeah, they, they, they were bought by Microsoft and they were making the Halo games. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where Bungie got fed up being under control of Big Daddy Microsoft. Because at this point in time, Microsoft was riding high on the Xbox 360 success um, and were kind of kings of the world and wanted more and more and more money. The same thing that we see today with Activision EA, which we'll get into in a second. Mm-hmm. Um and so they did. They they basically entered negotiations to get their freedom, uh, to part ways from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And part of that deal was to hand over the IP of Halo to Microsoft and all for free creative control to Microsoft. Which I still believe um, people don't mostly care about. I never hear people be like, "Oh, I can't wait for the next Halo game." I never hear that shit. And it's because the Xbox is a dead is a dead hole, and none of the Xbox community is very vocal these days. Um, but uh, so they, they hand over full creative control of the IP. They become a free studio. Um, but with that becomes the burden of running and funding your own studio, which is extremely hard. They had royalties from uh, Halo for a while, but they needed to they, – they wanted to make their next game. And when they settled with that it was going to be Destiny, they needed a partner. And they said, we are going to partner. We're going to – they looked for a partner. They found Activision. Activision decided to fund them. Uh, and I guess w- they, they settled on this 10-year deal where they would put out releases of this game and Activision and Bungie would profit. Mm-hmm. And I guess at some point, there was an eight-year clause where they decided, if this is not working out for us, mm-hmm. going to split off. Mm-hmm. And they ended up splitting off. And it's okay. it's awesome this time because unlike last it time, is. it's awesome. Full contr- Can I finish? I'm, I'm just confused because this seems for Destiny's future very unawesome. But go ahead. I could uh, I could say you're, you're not uh, not letting me finish here. It's all good. Um. So unlike last time, they're going to. No, I'm just sad on your behalf. Control. It's not a matter of interrupting. It's just I, I'm sad I'm because sad. I want Destiny three to be awesome, and now like it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Well, I can tell you why. Let me finish. I'll get there. 
I, you want me to explain? I'm going to finish. Let get there. Get All there. Right. You're well, doing let, great. Let no, you're doing great. I take full responsibility. You're doing awesome. Keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gonna, it's just sympathy. It's just sympathizing on my side. That's all. Trust me, you're going to sympathize when you want to play Destiny Three. Um, they're going to keep full creative awesome. rights to the Destiny IP, which is huge and huge for the potential of Destiny more so than it has been in the past. Because from what we understand, Activision with Destiny Two was kind of like eh, we really wanted to be more casual, so more people buy the game. And this is something that we've seen since the beginning of Destiny, when Activision PR people have been like, uh, it's not an MMO. It's a uh, it's a uh, shooter where people run around together and you can meet up and be friends and do activities together. Sure. So it's an MMO. Nah, it's not right. It, so they, they've been trying to put this casual fight feel on the game mm-hmm. since Activision's had their ability to put input on it. On top of that, uh, as we've discussed many times, generally speaking, the more time you put into a project in the video game world, the better uh, the better the outcome will be. Not the true. better more finished the game will be, generally. Not, not all the time. True. This 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 doesn't work a lot of time. This is true. No, it's not true. Um but Activision the, the was basically people... saying okay, sorry. you need to release mm-hmm. one big thing a year, which led to the rush of content. Um, which we saw in the season passes and for both Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, where the first two DLCs were very small, very, uh, very, how do I say, uh, bad. They were bad. They were bad pieces of content that were nowhere near living up to the scale and to the size and to the justice of what the Destiny, A, the Destiny universe mm-hmm. uh, has included in it, like stories being butchered. Uh, characters not living up to what they are in the, the universe of the lore in the world and mm-hmm. generally the content just being not satisfactory um, and so now the hope is that now that Bungie has a this $100 million investment from NetEase which is not just for a NetEase video game that Bungie is supposed to create Yep. But also just for the investment of the studio, which is mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. In addition to all the money they've made from Destiny in the past. Yep. Hopefully they will have an all the time in the world that they want mm-hmm. to put out Destiny 3 or whatever they intend to do. It's possible they intend to never leave Destiny 2 and they just keep putting out yearly annual passes, which so far have been a success in my opinion uh, for the Destiny franchise. They've yeah. just been... You finished. Yeah, now I'm finished. Okay. Um, I'm going to say something that might surprise you, but maybe not, because you know me so well, even though I love Sony. You, you know what betting on futures is, right? You're betting... Mm-hmm. Well, it's what it sounds like. You, you're you're not betting on a specific thing. You're just betting on the general future of companies or you know sports or whatever. If I was betting on futures, I would bet on both Microsoft and Nintendo before PlayStation. Because Nintendo has got the portable thing down to a science, and Microsoft has the PC market, so who cares about the Xbox? Sony only has the PlayStation with the same controller, slightly upgraded with each generation. And while the games have been great, man, I don't see what the next jump is unless the 2020 PS5 is insanely high hardware specs and can handle all sorts of things and peripherals, connection with computer wirelessly, 
has to do all of those things. Thoughts? Uh, I'd say the future is bright for all of those all of those companies. To be honest, uh, now Microsoft has the most to prove, mm-hmm. and if Paul Spencer is the man I believe him to be, then I believe that the next Xbox and the lineup of games and the lineup for the PC market is going to be incredibly good so, this next college, college so generation. I got to ask you because I was excited. I was excited to hopefully get, you know, later this year, like the full destiny two pack for 20 bucks or something, um, or whatever it is. Uh, but, but at, at this point, is there a chance of Destiny 3? Or maybe this is good and they keep investing in Destiny 2? Like, I, I guess it could go either way. Right. That, and, and so th- that's, where, that's where it's huge because right. you can say, okay, well, now we can focus on making the content we want to make, whether that it means continuing Destiny 2 or taking five years to make Destiny 3 or both. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they release content for Destiny 2 until Destiny 3 is ready. Mm-hmm. Right. There's all of these. There's all these different paths they can take, mm-hmm. uh, and it's their choice to make. Now, here's the flip side of that. Activision had PR, shipment, uh, public, and uh, publishing, public, uh, not public relations, um, advertising. Like they had all of these things under control, and Activision was sheltering them from the realities of what it means to be publishing a game in the modern day world. Now, it, now will Bungie have the ability to put out that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen it yet. So, uh, the last Activision released Bungie product will be in August or so, or, or like June, July, somewhere around that time. And so, after that point, the next piece of content. Yeah will be on Bungie. And mm-hmm. that that's when we're going to have to turn and look and say, okay, guys, did you figure it out? Or do you need some more time? Or are you going to go bankrupt? I mean, look, because of you being my friend and how happy Destiny makes you, every time I see a headline from Schreier or Alana Pierce about their getting back into their obsession with destiny. It makes me happy because I know it makes you happy that it's still really good. So that is awesome. However, you know, your defense of things like sea of thieves, it still does not make sense. Fine. It's good. Just like no man's sky is supposedly good, but it's not selling uncharted horizon, God of war, et cetera, money. Um, wait, 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 maybe, maybe not, maybe not Sea of Thieves and, well, uh, can I finish? No Man's Sky, but I let you finish ultimately, even though you interrupted, let me finish, which is you have never embraced Sony. Um, and I know it's not an irrational hatred because you're a Nintendo guy and because you're a computer guy, the Xbox makes more sense. Uh, or just computer games or whatever. Um, so, Ethan, we need to keep revisiting this. We've talked about how the PlayStation 4 DualShock controller 
is uh, the ultimate, probably best handheld console controller that we're ever going to get. So where do we go from here? Hardware wise, let's assume it's a big jump in terms of uh, the console hardware and software. Um, but when we talk about peripherals and stuff like that, um, so when you play Destiny, you're playing with keyboard and mouse. Yes. So are you playing against people who are using console controllers? Absolutely. We can. And you destroy them, I assume. Not all the time. Really? No. So some people have really mastered that. No, I mean, like the game, the game was built for controller. Yeah. So and there's um, definitely advantage to playing with keyboard and mouse. Absolutely. Yeah. But, there's some people who are just better than me. Uh, controller also gets a hefty game assist. Mm-hmm. So Red Dead Redemption wins, right? Not game of the year, no. God of War won the game of the year, but Red Dead yes. won a bunch of awards. Yeah, they they split fifty fifty, which is pretty interesting actually. Yeah. So let's say they right. So let's say God of War is fifty five percent best game of the year, forty five percent whatever. Just put a stupid number on it. So. What does Red Dead Redemption have in common with Dragon Age Inquisition? Other than being an open world with arguably way too much uh, manual labor to do. Well, the hype was there so long ago that the hype train carried all the way. And I'm not convinced... Like, the same people who say they like, like, extremely dark, disturbing, like, torture porn, borderline movies and so forth... I'm not buying it. I think people are just trying to be, you know, up with the times and, you know, this is supposed to be the best game and it's dark and it's complicated and I need to like rub my balls, you know, like it's so detailed or whatever. I'm not buying it, man. Now, I never played through much of Red Dead 1, so I'm probably not the guy to talk to about this. But but from what you understand from Red Dead 2, this seems... It, let's put it this way. This seems more like an Inquisition situation than a Breath of the Wild or uh, Uncharted or Witcher 3 situation. Thoughts? In terms of generally across the board, even people who don't get into the hype, Witcher 3, Uncharted, and Zelda are loved across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. It definitely. I mean, it, without without a question. I mean, Witcher has definitely more more so for CD Projekt Red as a studio. Why do you as, think Witcher is was ever popular, and why do you think it remains popular? The books, as I keep saying, are like so much better in some ways than Tolkien because they're hilarious and they're accessible and they're they're funny. It's dark, but it's like kind of very funny and clever and it's a mix of fairy tale and high fantasy and European history. It's excellent. So the lore is all there. I'm but I'm curious as to why something as bizarre with all the crazy names and places in Witcher Three that it could sustain itself so much. I, Witcher Three after Skyrim was the next experience, right? For for open world games, uh, it it just was. It, it set the bar for open world games because of its great story, its great mm-hmm. open world, and its beautiful graphics, especially yeah. In comparison to Skyrim, well, which three we, four years yeah. later was now dated. Well, dude, I, I appreciate you not pointing out the obvious, so I'll do it about myself, which is. 
I've played dozens of hours more of... Now, I have gone through Horizon twice, but my Witcher playthrough, which is still long from done, is longer than either of my Horizon playthroughs, and those were a year apart. So, there's something to that, you know? Um, even with a, with a bit of a janky interface, a clumsy inventory system, and things that would be better on the computer and so forth... The storytelling is just so great, and the combat is just bloody and glorious. Um, so I, I think that's part of it. But um, uh, but do you know what I mean? Like I think it's like <laughs> you know, you know how in Mass Effect you supposedly can choose to be like good or bad with your you know dialogue choices. Sure. Yeah. ultimately you can't be a horrible bad guy it's not really an option and in zero dawn they make it even less of an option you maybe have a dozen and a half real dialogue choices it may lead to someone getting killed that shouldn't or vice versa but ultimately aloy is a real good guy who helps people for no particular reason because she's been an outcast you know what i mean and the Witcher will murder people, but at the same time, he is much more of, of a good guy than I ever expected. And I think, like with Spider-Man, for example, dude, that plays into it, you know? It's like, there, there's some good people out there, there's some bad people out there, there's some people in the middle, but ultimately, people, I think, like playing the masculine, badass, but ultimately good guy saving people um which speaks highly of people if that's true um and that was the big sell for me with with Geralt was that he you know kind of acknowledges that the female enchantresses in his life are much smarter and more capable than him and he's just but he's the bravest the ballsiest and has the closest relationship with basically the messiah figure siri who's like part elf part human basically supposed to be the messiah and they have a great father daughter relationship so that kind of fits into the god of war thing right man i think Mm -hmm. the god Mm -hmm. of war father son story uh with all the all the talk of me too and toxic masculinity if you want to be perfectly honest played into that and i'm actually okay with it yeah it also helps and this is just more of a minor note, yes go. but it also helps that the narrative is flipped when mm. bethesda they got a little help from bethesda making fallout 4 not as good as it could have been oh but fallout 76 was amazing <laughs> Oh, 100%. They, only only the true game of the year, of course. Only you know what's game. funny? Knowing my history with Bethesda, I would probably play that game all the way through with no bugs, just for the irony of it, you know? It would, like, probably. totally work, yeah. You know what? You know what? I'll let you know when they fix the game, So, yeah. I'll, and I'll buy it for you as a joke, and you can play it through without bugs. And then you you get your wish fulfilled. All right, dude, we're going to end on Masters of Doom here, but we we might have a couple more topics, so I'm going to throw it to you here before we get there, or maybe we don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only real news I have that's more Mm -hmm. minor-ish, I mean, if anybody's interested, uh, we we were talking about the PC Xbox experience a second ago. Uh, I believe the Game Pass is still a dollar right now. Uh, which is a ridiculously good deal because you're paying a dollar for so many, so many great 
uh, games from the Xbox 360 era that you can play on your PC, uh, including the entire Gears of War franchise. So I highly recommend that if you're interested in any of the Xbox 360 games, picking them up, feeling them out. Uh, the new Forza game, if you're interested in racing at all, that's available through the Game Pass. If you wanted to try out Sea of Thieves, yeah. that's available through the Game Pass. So Can if you I- want to try out any of that for a dollar, go yeah. try that out. So with Nintendo with the portable systems and Xbox with the Microsoft PC connection, I think we can say, Ethan, and this is kind of a neutral judgment because it depends how you feel, but the vast success of the PS4 is great, at least for the near to medium future for consoles, when maybe we thought they were dying. Maybe they're going to live a little longer than we thought based on the PlayStation 4, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. I got a white controller. I'm really excited about it. I, uh, Ooh, you better keep that thing clean. I don't give Those a fuck. Those things dirty up real fast. Yeah, I use I use like uh like what I clean my glasses with. I just do a little scrub. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Just make just watch the sides of the like watch the yeah. plastic seams. Well, I actually like the notion that I can see it getting dirty so that I'm forced to clean okay. it. Yeah. Okay. You know, sure. it's like when you wear a black undershirt for six days and you're like, shit, I've been wearing this black undershirt for six days. Yep. Um, so do you want to go to Masters of Doom? Uh, let's see. Was there one more thing? You want to take uh, a break real oh, quick? Oh, that's right. No, no, we're good. Um, I thought you wanted to take a break. No, nah, I'll be fine. Okay. Um, during CES, we got wind of... Oh, we can talk about CES if you want to talk about CES, but... Um, yeah, give. Well, I mean, at least not really, not really, a, not really a ton cool, cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so at CES, we got a, really some some pretty cool announcements actually. Uh, rolling TVs, which are TVs that have like a dock, kind of like the Switch, and they roll back into the dock, like they fold down into it. Um, and they have two modes where you have all the way out or you have partially out. And on the on a little strip, it displays like time and weather and mm. all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. It's high end stuff. It's not really anything like necessary, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And if you wanted to like display stuff behind the TV, you would do that. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a dumb aesthetic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, more important news: yes. uh, LG made a Keurig for beer. I'm not great. Kidding. You can you can I'm all about in, beer. <laughs> you can pump in a uh, you can pump in Don't your your your, your, your fake K cup. Yep. You can uh, have it brew for two weeks, and then yep. boom, you get your you get your brewski. You're you're like you're the guy. You're not going to drink, and then when you get a little older, you're going to drink like scotch and and uh, like high Tasty. end um, uh, port. You know, like smoky sure. red wine and st- like super classy. Um, am I am I am I, am I gonna am I go mm, stroke my beard at the same time and stand by the fireplace menacingly? Uh, no, you're just gonna sit there and hold court and talk to people, you know, because that's badass, and I'm too much of a pussy to drink that stuff. Um, so, um, Ethan, um, so and then, and then one more, one more quick announcement. It does relate to video games. Okay, do you um, want to go first? Go ahead. I, I, it's one. It, it, it relates to CES, and it's done. Um, and then. Paul Spencer, Xbox guy, came out during the AMD session and said, hey, guys, I'm Paul Spencer. I work for Xbox, and then walked off stage, which basically means the next Xbox is going to have AMD processors in it, which is not a big surprise because that's how 
consoles are made these days because AMD is cheaper. Mm-hmm. But it would have been interesting to have him come out at the Intel booth because that would mean that Xbox was really going to step up the game and be like, hey, we're spending money on our console and it's going to be really powerful. So Ethan, that would have been interesting. But The name ahead. of the game is the game. And who's got the games? Who's got them? Sony, right? Sony's got which all is, the games. Which is, which is which is why I believe he's got games lined up for the next console. But who knows? I don't know. That's just my speculation. Why are I you know. not tempted to play all the award-winning third-person games? This is not an accusation. Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is not an accusation. This is an actual question. I mean, all the Uncharted games are spectacular. The Witcher games, The Last of Us, etc. Like, why? Uh, what? What? What is it about them that just doesn't tempt you? It tempts me, but I'm not tempted enough to go just spend money on them. Partially because I still have games. But what is it about Persona them? Five that's so much more interesting than? Joel and Ellie, Nathan Drake, Aloy, got the God of War, etc., etc., etc. Anime, and I played it at the time that Destiny Two okay. didn't have any content. By the way, for. are you watching Genlock? On uh, uh, yes, I will be. Will you be? Do you I'm have a huge fan? I'm a huge fan of Ruby, and they made Ruby. Yeah, so and it's Michael B. Jordan Michael and B. Jordan, uh, yeah. David Tennant. David it's like Tennant, an amazing yep. voice guy. Um, yeah. So do you have a, do you have a subscription? I do. I can send it to you. Can I? Well, or we can watch it together. It would be super fun. Yeah, like sure. once a few episodes come out, would you be down? Yeah, absolutely. I thought it looked amazing. It was like the perfect blend of Voltron, um, Pacific Rim, Transformers, but also Ghost in the Shell. Super shaky camera. Very dark. Uh, yeah. it, 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 I was extremely impressed by the trailer. Yeah, and as someone who watched the Ruby series get darker over time, I can tell you, mm-hmm. like, trust me, that darkness is it will be there. Yep. Um, That's so. awesome. All right, BizzleCast listeners, we are going to end on a favorite topic of mine, which is one of my favorite books, Masters of Doom, with the audiobook read by the amazing Will Wheaton. He's one of the best audiobook readers because he's so intense and enthusiastic and loves the history of both board games and video games, just gaming in general, computers. He's such a nerd. And I grew up with Wolfenstein and Doom and Quake. And dude, as you know, a lot of my snobbiness about computers versus consoles comes because the mid to late 90s, computers were so far ahead of consoles in terms of power. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, GoldenEye in 1999 looked way worse than, you know, Quake 1 or 2 years earlier, basically, right? Um, mm-hmm. Now, it had gameplay reasons why it was successful, but ultimately, Doom and Quake, especially Quake, was extremely impressive. Quake 3 Arena was arguably, like, Battle Royale, you know, decades before we had Battle Royale, um, and, mm-hmm. and, and so forth. So... As a youngin, but as someone who knows about that time period with those crazy motherfuckers who ran uh, id Software and invented... But yeah, first of all, they uh, recreated uh, Super Mario 3 by watching it and recoding it, which is 
an unbelievable amount of intelligence on its own, and they tried to sell to Nintendo that they'd license a computer. Nintendo said, uh-uh, maybe that was a good yeah. idea. <sighs> um, but uh, their their coding skills were second to none, and they just you know they just didn't give a fuck um so what did you get out of masters of doom as someone who didn't live through that uh, but is familiar with the history a little bit just give me one or two things that you got out of it yeah i mean uh, it was really cool to see and listen to especially after listening to console wars yes uh kind of the kind of the pc side of that whole era uh, even even as far as like in the book in both books, like obviously, they ignored like, Sega and Nintendo with what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not only did they ignore them, but you also hear like the, you you hear the hearing with Lieber, with Senator Lieberman from before. Right, they got blamed for uh, the massacres in the country. Yeah, right, exactly. And and so it's like like you hear all this and like you listen back on it and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> Yep. Haven't I heard all this before? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Yep. I still try to do it now and it's still not yep. that it's still it's it's such a misconception. But that that that's that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um it was cool just to see like what they were like every time Romero went did the the special he's stu- he's so stunned he just sat in his chair for hours on end moments in those book in the book it was like yeah like that's a logic like that that's a logical feeling that even today people like not in the same way but in a similar way feel like you were describing earlier with um the witcher like, like how you were like stunned by how much enjoyment you were getting out of the witcher and the experience you were having with i'm probably it gonna was, play it once we get off of this podcast i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> what well, it, it, it's it's the same kind of experience that i had just sure. recently last mm-hmm. year with breath with of the Doom. wild oh okay i thought you were gonna talk with about breath Doom. of the wild yeah. but i was gonna say do like well because uh, i still want to play doom with you on your system more, more than anything i got I, like after reading the book i wanted to play doom but more than that yeah. i felt like a real appreciation for quake is the, the best game. quake is the best honestly and i still haven't played it but what's funny is i actually have unreal tournament on disc all mm-hmm. of them um, but actually sitting right below me right now, I have all of them. I haven't, I've yet to play them, but I've seen mm-hmm. them before. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that was a point in the book where they were like, Hey, yep. unreal tournaments, a thing you have competition now, quake. What's up? Can um, I, can, can I inspirational yeah. because just, yeah, just think about this Sorry. for a second. Uh-huh. Think about this for a second. Yep. Without do mm-hmm. there's no quake without quake. Unreal Tournament doesn't have an inspiration. There's no if Unreal. There's no Unreal, Call of Duty. There's no Halo. There's no none of it. None of if it. Unreal Tournament doesn't get created. Yeah. Unreal Engine doesn't yep. get made. Yep. If Unreal Engine doesn't get made, yep. Epic Games never is a thing and Fortnite never okay. happens. Connection. What was really interesting, man, of all the differences between Romero and McCar- and McCarmick? McCar- I always forget Carmack, his name. McCarmick. McCarmick. Is that Carmack wanted it to remain open source the whole time, and the rest of the people thought that was a big mistake. And that's really interesting, because the Unreal Engine has become so popular and famous and used because they specifically had it as open source, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an interesting uh, contrast. Go ahead. And it's interesting now to look at them now. Because I actually did sure. some follow. I did some follow because the book, the book in the afterthought or the, the the after 
yeah, the afterthought were um, mm-hmm. still still not very recent in today's date. I think the mm-hmm. the, the the blurb at the end was written in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did some follow up research to find out where they are now and what they both thought of the new, the most recent Doom. Sure. Um, it turns out Carmack very like as he, as it says in the book, like he's always interested in pressing forward, get doing the next thing, moving graphical engines forward, making the next big thing, releasing his stuff so all of humankind can learn from it and move forward with it. Mm-hmm. He's actually working on the Oculus Rift right now, trying to push virtual reality forward, and I thought that was like. I was like, "Oh, that's actually fairly fitting." Yeah, Carmack had some bumps on the road, but he's remained important in the industry. Whereas Romero, Romero's failure with Daikatana and other things has left him pretty irrelevant in the whole scene. Pretty irrelevant, but but like, but also as an inspiration to show that like he he lost his path and refound it by becoming a well it's like a, very, a rock star indie developer well, it's like a rock star that i worship growing up and then i learned they're a druggie and they're not the best person but i still appreciate you know what they contributed yeah. that's sort of how i feel about romero where it's like he's a rock star that burned bright and you know ended too soon but i still appreciate everything he created dude i'm looking at uh the original uh uh, Doom game or Doom, uh, I'm sorry, Quake or Quake 2 on um, Steam and the graphics still look almost as good as some of the stuff you see today um, which is amazing um, by the way, you can get Quake 4 for a very low amount of money I would highly recommend doing it if you can um, but yeah, I mean you wouldn't get game like Killzone Resistance, like any of those games without Quake Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just such an inspirational. Mm-hmm. What and, is and, your? And what's, what's, no, what's funny about it? Yes. Uh, with Romero too. Yes. Is when when I was listening to his interview about the new Doom game. Yes. He said, "I refuse to play it because it's not on the Apple yet." He still to this. They day love the Apple too. They love the Apple too. Oh to yeah. This, he still to this day is loyal to being an Apple gamer. Yep. Even though it's very clear that it is nowhere near. Which, which is why there are so many more games on Steam and GOG that work on Apple than you would think based on mm-hmm. the market share. Because these people, Myst is the first I- example. When Myst came out on CD-ROM, it came out on Mac before PC and looked spectacular. And ever since then, because they were using QuickTime for their video back then, you know, for their little video things, they were using QuickTime. Uh, yeah, people, the programmers love the 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 Linux uh, uh, architecture of yep. of Max, and that's why I've been saying that Microsoft should go from scrap. But Windows 10 is functioning so relatively well. At the moment, they shouldn't disrupt it. But in general, at some point, I think Microsoft's going to have to go back to the drawing board. But that's beside the point here, which is if you look at Wolfenstein, Doom, and the early Quake games in the mid to late 90s, compared to Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy VII, you know, Crash Bandicoot, you know, I mean, it's so superior. It's not even close. The lighting, yeah. the angles, the true three-dimensionality. And, dude, is this just... 
Uh, do you think the hesitation for buying gaming computers today is sort of a holdover from the 90s and early 2000s when you really had to drop 2000 to $2,500, but now you can spend 800 to $1,200 on a, like, a big laptop and have a great gaming rig, but people just aren't quite there yet to play these sorts of games? I think, I think, I think it's that, and it's... Two th- it's two things. It's it's the price. Yes. Because uh, PC gaming is very expensive. That's, that's just there's no getting there's no getting around. Well, that. but with it's, the Steam sales, the games end up being cheaper than it's on been PlayStation. Cheaper than it's ever been before. Okay. But it is still it's still a hot, in, in comparison to going out and buying a PlayStation Four, you're dropping another seven hundred dollars. That's what you're doing. I suppose. Um, without buying any games yet, so yeah. that's the reality of it. It's still very mm-hmm. expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, it's also, there's also that feeling of simplicity. Mm-hmm. I but know it, if I go buy a console, I can yeah. plug it in and it's going to work. But yeah, and but, I can but, pop it a game yes. and it'll play. But Ethan, versus, if, there's that mentality. There is that mentality. No, there's That's a mentality. But if you grew up in my generation and had the same personality, there's no way you would prioritize console gaming over computer gaming in the 90s. No, never. I mean, no, never. Com- the, w- from space I simulations to, you know, to the amazing third-person shooters, to StarCraft, to Warcraft, to Civilization. I mean, they're, right? I mean... It, it, it would be easy to get a Nintendo for $200, but there was no way you wouldn't try and get a computer rig, right, to play these right. games. Yeah. Right. And that's what people were doing. They were they, they were literally going out and buying the next biggest computer solely because Quake was on it, solely because Quake 2 was on it. Well, I bought, I bought it better. I upgraded my computer to play Wing Commander 4, I believe, was the main impetus uh, with Mark Hamill. God bless him. Um because those space sims with all the ships and the capital ships were very... It's like Battlestar Galactica. It's very demanding on mm-hmm. the the thing. Um, but, uh, you know, you sort of missed the golden years when it wasn't that you had a game like Witcher, which was on console, but would look better on computers. Literally 80% of the good games were just on computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what I mean. And uh, I, I think that really obviously came across. So let me ask you a couple specifics. Should um, uh, who's the president of Nintendo that they tried to contact? Um, oh, I forgot his name. Uh. It wasn't Miyamoto. No, 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 no not uh, Miyamoto. The actual president. Anyway. No, no, I'm trying to think of his name. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. If you could go back go in ahead. time and moderate that, would you advise Nintendo to let them port uh, Mario Brothers to the computer? Using hindsight or not using hindsight? No, definitely using hindsight. Yeah. <sighs> Tough one. Tough no. one. No. Okay. Okay, no, I, I agree with you. The, I would the say switch no. would never got made. The switch but, would never be made. And also, hindsight, without it, they wouldn't have run so quickly to Wolfenstein and then to Doom and Quake. So it worked out great for everybody. Um, their whole uh, sort of acting like teenagers in their twenties, where they took over, uh, you know, like a, a, like a party house with a pool, and they're just eating beef jerky and drinking. Diet Cokes all day and so forth. 
is this related to the ridiculous hundred hour weeks that Schreier and other people have been reporting with Red Dead and Naughty Dog and so forth? Yeah, it, it, what these guys went through while making Commander Keen, Doom, and Quake is just like, like what dude. Commander Keen was huge when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's it is unimaginable in today's world to and as a AAA developer or yep. publisher to make your employees work like that. It's it's not. Uh-huh. Which is which is why during mm-hmm. the book, like you when when Carmack is like saying you need to work harder. Right. Wait, I've showed up for 16 hours today. Right. You need to work more hours. Right. Well, like, he like, didn't like value the thinking them. time that was going on in Romero's head. So, well, all the employees <clears> had. Yeah, the employees. I, but specifically Romero. So, dude, I have to ask, in the straight-up head-to-head battle that Carmack ended up winning, but say you had the deciding vote between the sort of intellectual and organizational master in, in Carmack and the just crazy artistic genius of Romero. They both suffered from splitting. Romero suffered much more because Quake 3 still ended up being pretty good ultimately. And as we talked about, Carmack still doing a lot more these days. But from a purely ideological standpoint, you're there. There's the other two or three guys in the company. They have a split vote. And you got Romero with his crazy creativity on one side. And you got Carmack with his like, you know, Gates level logic and rationality on the other. Who do you side with again with hindsight and sort of an idealized situation? I mean, the, the path of events wouldn't have changed because Mm -hmm. again, if Carmack had left Carmack, so did, so did the gate at that point. Right. Well, except Carmack left with the employees they had that they liked. Whereas, right. As opposed to right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 But, but if Carmack walked out the door and Romero stayed, Mm -hmm. there wouldn't have been, it would have been the same issue. So when you look at Neil Druckmann at, um, Naughty Dog and you look at Herman, I always forget his last name at, uh, gorilla. And you look at the uh, female head of Santa Monica Studios, whose name I'm blanking on, that they did the big interview with Will Wheaton a couple years ago, um, which is a great thing that Will got to do that. I know he was super thrilled to interview all them. Um, They seem like the perfect balance of Carmack and Romero. And, and, And it seems like the tragedy was that they couldn't like combine bodies like Voltron style, right? Mm -hmm. They, they, you know, Druckmann has, you know, Druckmann, uh, directs the dialogue like, like he's, you know, Alfonso Cuaron or, uh, Martin Scorsese with the last of us, you know, and so forth. But he's also the organizational head, although they do uh, point an organizational head, but they're very aware of it. Um, and so my question is, what do you think has been the evolution? Oh, let me put it this way. Cause that's a big question. What are some factors that have led to heads of these semi indie studios that for the most part are working for uh sorry about that uh, uh sony or nintendo right 
um, where they have the logistical know-how, but they also have the creative know-how. You think that's just learning from the past? You think that's the demand of modern games? Like, where do you think that's coming from? Because guys like Druckmann and, you know, some of the other people I mentioned, I mean, Miyamoto too, um, they get to, uh, and, um, uh, uh, fucking, um, Death Stranding. God damn it. What the fuck? What's his name? Kojima. Kojima. Right? It's like, let's put it this way. They understand the logistical aspect way better than Romero ever did. But they're still super creative geniuses. So what do you make of this whole situation? Because it's pretty great. At least for Nintendo and Sony, it's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I think think all of these people that you mentioned are not only like creative people, but also gamers at heart. And so that's what like Romero, what drove them. But what like Carmack had to make decisions and had to, mm-hmm. uh, were also in charge of designing the game. Mm-hmm. And so they had to, they, they had to make hard mm-hmm. choices and they fought for what was right. And mm-hmm. Sony saw what they thought was right. So, yeah. so, so, so Sony saw what Nintendo does. Uh-huh. Sony sees what the what the what the gaming world wants. Sure. What's going to sell them products? Sure. Uh, and Sony made a Sony made a smart decision, which is basically the Nintendo decision, which is release it when it's ready. Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. especially with mm-hmm. No Man's Sky and the way that released, mm-hmm. everybody saw how that released, and everyone said, "Wait a second, <laughs> this is this is what we wanted." We didn't. We, we were all excited for this and this and that, and, and it yeah. wasn't that at all because you release it too early. Yeah. Um, can I'm going to make one last point about how the Masters of Doom guys are actually very similar to today in a good way, um, mm-hmm. and I want to throw it to you for a final point on it, and then we'll wrap on like maybe some quick hits if we still have some news. I don't really know if we do, but my point is. Even though Romero and Carmack both spent money on expensive cars, for the most part, it's clear that money was not driving them. There's almost no dialogue other than them just staying above water and being able to produce the games, right? They kind of trick that guy into Mm -hmm. paying them, but he tries to trick them, so it's sort of fair game, right? Um, but so they try and trick the guy into paying him, but it's just so they can drink Diet Cokes and eat pizza and program all weekend. They, they literally, Oh dude, we have to say this. I know we brought this up briefly in the previous podcast on the weekend. They would wait until the entire, uh, uh, office who was mostly making like financial programs and stuff like that left. (laughs) And then they used ropes and handed down the computers outside the windows for the weekend, they put them in trucks and cars, drive them out to the boathouse, program all weekend, and get there like late Sunday night and bring the computers back up. I mean, what more could, you know, like uh, unbelievable, yeah. this devotion. But my point was just that they were not mostly driven by money the way Bill Gates was never been really driven by money. The way Steve jobs is horrible of a human being as Steve jobs is. I'm the first one to admit it. He was never driven by money. 
uh, he was, you know, he was too cool for money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, do you agree that that is a commonality among all of these designers and, pre- you know, and, and progressive presidents and heads, directors of, of, of these studios and so forth is like, the money's great. We want to be successful, but that's not what we're mostly thinking about. Yeah. I mean, for, for a lot of, a lot of them, that is the truth. I think one of the exceptions uh, that we clearly see today is probably Rockstar is an exception to that. Um, but mo- most most developers, if you talk to them, are always passionate about what they're doing, which is making video games. Mm-hmm. And we see that because they show up for their crunch blocks. Mm-hmm. They show up uh, sacrificing their family time and their lives to make video games. So yeah, it, 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 it's definitely one of the most important things as a developer is to be passionate about what they're doing. Why do you think that the best open world action RPG wins every year? Because I know God of war was only partially open, but still. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, unlike, unlike in the book where there's this big narrative on the best thing is not the single player open world RPG game, right? Uh, in the book, like they, they're constantly saying, especially when Daikatana came out, they were like, this is what we wanted. We wanted this crazy ass beat up shooter game. Um, uh, to the, like they, they just are some of the best experiences. They just are. They, they are experiences, especially in God of War's case. Mm-hmm. Um, their experiences mm-hmm. and multiplayer games don't really offer that. They yeah. offer fun, yeah. casual battle mode stuff. Single player games offer anything from I will say a driven story to yes. an interesting yes, uh, an, an interesting look on the world or yes. a fun, mm-hmm. engaging uh, video game like Doom. Yes, Doom's still a shooter. I, I will multiplayer, but it was a single player game. I will say, man, even though I'm mostly interested in the updated graphics in the campaign, Warcraft three could really create a great multiplayer scene for more casual players, which is what I've been calling for. Um, I'm not saying it would be easy and it wouldn't be competitive, but Warcraft 3 is the kind of game where you could create a ladder where people who are more casual could play multiplayer and actually enjoy it. Um, And, uh, God, I'm just excited for that game, dude. I'm so pumped. Um, I'm so pumped. And so let's end with this, man, which is... I'll get it for $20. Hold on. I need to plug in my external hard drive here so I can pull up my Steam. So, tell me what you have on Steam right now. Oh, boy. While I bring up mine. Do I have to name all 171 of them? Uh, (laughs) 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 Oh, what is it? 175 minus Uh, the Your parents are so hard on you. (laughs) Okay, can I go through mine? I can name what I have installed. How about that? Can I go through mine? Yeah, go ahead. Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition, which I, yes, I bought again on the computer, even though I had it on PS because I couldn't deal with all the complication. 
and it is a hard fucking game. I've heard with your two players, you're supposed to start straight up Power Mage and Fighter, and so I'm going to start a new game with Power Mage and Fighter. I have the Homeworld Remastered Collection, which is so glorious. It's two games. It's like playing Battlestar Galactica, the game. Fantastic. I have the Pillars of the Earth, which is a really cool, interesting indie adventure game. I got Life is Strange, thanks to you. Even though I've played through it twice, it's still great. I've missed four uh and abduction which is like mist seven essentially i also have a game called quern which is supposed to be like the better version of mist a few years later civ 5 civ 6 a hilarious game called space tyrant i have stellaris the talos principle tooth and tail oh yeah total war warhammer and that's what i got yeah uh i mean from what i have just installed in some of the other ones uh binding of isaac Borderlands, all, all the Borderlands games, uh, several Call of Duty games, Castle Crashers, Counter Strike, Doom, several Fallout games. Gary's right. Fallout, well, it's Half-Life. it's not a fair comparison because you specifically, if it's a console, quote unquote, game, but you can get it on a computer, you get it. Whereas I I will get it for the PS4, and I get computer games for the computer. And yeah, um, yeah, Civ, Civ, Stanley yeah, Parable, Civ. Portal. Uh, Witcher. Uh, episode two of Life is Strange 2 dropping next week. I'm not sure why it took three or four months for it to happen, but I'm definitely excited for it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm playing. Not a whole lot that I am aware of. So, uh, any games coming up soon before we close out that you're excited about? I'm just super excited to see what Division Two and Anthem turn out to be. I, I, What's if, the what is the best case realistic scenario for Anthem? And this is not a sarcastic or ironic question. This is straight up. So hold on, let me hold on, let me just let me let me phrase it properly. Sure. The best case, but realistic, like over fifty, well over fifty percent chance of it happening, but best case for Anthem because I still don't understand what it is and why it's going to happen. It releases as a very solid co-op multiplayer looter shooter that is engaging fun, shows it is not full of scaling microtransactions, and shows EA not only that Bioware is a worthy studio to fully fund, give time to make a video game for, but that also they should start to build their video games in a similar manner. Mm Mm-hmm. That is the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you one of those things. In fact, two of them. Do not. I believe you. I totally believe you. Um, uh, and, uh, and the Metacritic score is above an 80. Let's go with cool. that. So, um, there. Uh, by the way, very responsible of Nintendo to be reporting 23 million hardware units as opposed to 25 or 26 because that's the press. It, not exaggerating, but taking a leap of faith. So I always appreciate Nintendo being conservative and I think more accurate, even though it'll probably jump yeah. up. Um, that, that, in the long run, a great that, job two by million, them. that two million yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's still yeah. very much the market lead for fastest selling. So, but dude, it's basic math. What do we talk about? Whether it's the Wii or the PS4, you sell a hundred million units and you sell 
10 times that in games, a billion dollars, right? Right. How many copies has Horizon Zero Dawn sold? About 10 million. How many copies has Uncharted sold? About 10 million. How many copies has Spider-Man sold? About 10 million. Do you see where I'm going with this? They have mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. sort of marketing formula where they're like, we are going to make seven and a half to $12 million per game. Some same audiences, some different. I don't know where it's coming from. Honestly, I don't know nearly enough about how the marketing and business side of I, uh, uh, that stuff happens. I, 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 I will think. agree on that. Yeah. Sony does a really good job of selling their single player games just solely by the fact that right. I only, I've never played Last of but Us. Who and I was thought, highly interested in the Last of right. Us 2 trailer. But I, 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 on the surface, you wouldn't think Uncharted 4 and Horizon Zero Dawn would be anywhere near Spider-Man. At the moment, they're ahead. Spider-Man will probably go ahead a little bit eventually, you know? But, like, yeah. they just have a sense for this stuff, which is really no, that's impressive. that's interesting, actually. Because I watched the Last of Us 2 trailer during E3. And I was like, this is cool looking. I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. And I saw the Spider-Man trailer, and I was yeah. like... By the way, do you know that you can play the DLC... Uh, semi-sequel to last of us um for like 4.99 and you don't need the base game to play it uh, it's story about cool. ellie and like her that's girlfriend cool. and shit that's cool yeah it's fucking amazing <laughs> um so all right dude well this was great um i have to ask any movies or television in your life or just pure video games mixed with school responsibilities i mean jen lockup was was coming up i had no idea you were interested in that um let's i if it's as good as i think um whether we watch it together partially together if it's as good as i think we should binge it at some point um even if it's a rewatch and do a review of it because thematically and visually it's sort of what i love more than titan and a lot of those shows even voltron that it looked very adult does that make sense it looked kind of grown up um so I would love to do that. Uh, we could actually branch awkward controllers into some anime stuff, man. Um, sure. Especially playing anime games. I'm playing Temple, uh, whatever Tales of Bazaria, and maybe we play Nino Kuni or whatever. Like and that would be Persona that would be 5. super fun. People love that shit. And hopefully Persona Five. No, that's not happening. <laughs> well, how about how about when it comes out for the Switch inevitably? How about I want you to lend me yours for three weeks so i can binge zelda for three weeks and i'll give it back i'll I even put a out. down payment on it of something I, I can work that out that's what i want that's all i want i, I fact, want just, i I'll want to just, just get you. every temple and every hill will, and every will, spell in just, zelda here's what i'll do i'll just hand you my case with oh. xenoblade chronicles zelda uh doom because why not uh and a couple other games that i have on it it has into the breach on it as well so you can play into the breach while you have it well um i have a board game i bought for 30 dollars a couple years ago that was a very um uh sort of fringe super hardcore like space exploration board game i got it for 30 35 bucks i went to amazon today Hundred and sixty dollars, baby. <laughs> resell, resell. So if you if you need some down payment or whatever, I have some some objects that that would do. Yeah, it's it. fine. It's fine. It's fine. 
Just don't but break. yeah, doing The Witcher and really trying to hundred percent it or get close is definitely making me uh, hunger for Zelda because I yep. really have trouble on the 3DS playing uh, uh, supposedly the best game ever um, in uh, what the fuck's it called? Fireball? Or- no, 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 Zelda, the fucking. Ocarina? Ocarina, yeah. I have trouble okay. on the 3DS with that. Really? And, because... Well, I'm not like I'm not coming into it with the right attitude. I need your coaching. I need your coaching. And sure. I also need your coaching on Link to the Past because I'm really enjoying that too, but, you know... I can't help you with that at all because I've never played it. Okay, so. but you could help me with Ocarina. Yes. Okay. We'll chat. All of my people call your people. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Major we, we about, uh, 2019 video game releases. Here we go, buddy. You ready? Go hit me with them. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> yeah, I'll turn off ad blocker, you goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> go eat my, my Jewish dick. Okay, here we go. I thought Luigi was dead, but apparently Mary and Luigi are still together. Uh, Resident Evil 2, which I know the nerds are excited about. Oh, so many people are excited for that. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Total War Three Kingdoms. I I think that sounds interesting as a strategy fan, but I'm not so sure. The Walking like a PC only. De- I don't know. Gathering Storm for Civ Six, which I'm not paying sixty dollars for. Fuck you. No, 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 don't. So, what? I'll, I'll, what I'll are we? Have we seen that. gameplay for Anthem, which is supposedly coming out in a month from now? Yeah, Google it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere right now. It's a closed, it's closed alpha right now. And then we're gonna, we're getting a demo in a Anthem few weeks. game official site. 2018 Game Awards trailer, one and a half minutes. That's it. Don't watch that one. No, no, no. Watch, watch gameplay from the closed alpha. This is Anthem gameplay series part one. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me just open this for later because I want to watch this. And the Division 2. Yep. We got Mortal Kombat 11. Days Gone, I hope. Cause, just because of Sam Witwer and it's PS4. I'm really hoping because Sam uh, Witwer is an amazing good. actor. It looks good. I can tell you that. He's a spectacular. I mean, you know, he played uh, uh, what they call him. Uh, Sky Killer, what the fuck was his name? Shenmue three uh, in August. Shenmue, yep. Shenmue three. Um, Gears five uh, yep. for later in the year. <clears throat> we have um, Psychonauts two, which will definitely bomb. Uh, uh, no. The thing is, Jedi. The thing, Jedi. Wait, was this the EA game? Jedi uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was that the was that the no that's something different I think I thought the Jedi Night game was happening for sure Jedi Fallen Order also by Electronic Arts is this where they're redirecting their their energies to well whatever um really quickly uh Wolfenstein Youngblood Yakuza 5 New Super Mario Brothers uh, Super Meat Boy, mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot of mo- stupid Marvel games, Pokemon Unlimited, Untitled. Sorry, Pokemon Untitled. Yeah, uh, I know you're excited about that. <clears throat> yeah, we get Mario and Luigi and Kirby and Etrian in the same month, uh, and then 
some Animal of exactly what I said under. before. So honestly, again, not impressive compared to 2017. But if Last of Us comes out and and Kojima's game comes out, right, it could get a lot more exciting. And but again, that list, that list is very it's all Sony. It's that all list Sony. is very undefinitive with okay uh, what it could be. All right, what Total War Three Kingdoms recreate epic conflict across ancient China. Oh, dude, we got to get my windows going so I can get this. This is going <laughs> to be awesome. I love this shit. Okay. Um, so great, dude. Um, uh, my final uh nerdy video game question here is, of course, what is the state of your relationship with your uh Switch at this point? Still love it. What Still have you been playing? Every- what What are you playing though? When you're just hanging out playing the Switch? I mean, I, I it just depends on what type of mood in, right? So, like, while I was listening to Masters of Doom, I was playing Doom on my Switch on the bus. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I was going to say, like, you know how I there's like all we all have a default movie that we'll put on in the background when nothing's mm-hmm. going on. I was going to ask what the default game was, but that makes total sense. Uh, in the background, <sighs> depends. Uh, so when I, I chip I chip away at Xenoblade Chronicles too because there's so much more. You'll have to tell me. That game. I keep meaning to bring up that game and we don't have time, so we'll have to do that. Um, I think we should do an RPG two episode because our first one was great, but it was a little awkward. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you and I, and hopefully if we ever get Austin back, we each choose three or four, and hopefully there's some overlap, and we talk what make whether it's Witcher, Horizon, Zelda, etc., old school stuff the old final fantasy what makes a truly great rpg i think what yeah. is continuing to be an interesting topic for me but i know you too with persona and Dinoblade and octopath and you love this shit so yep i love it today. all right buddy so l underscore fedorable even though you don't wear the fedora but you're still l underscore fedorable um and uh and anything else you want to share with the bizzlecast listeners uh, I, I am excited for the future of video games as always for me to poop on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm super. Oh, it's not on the list that you mentioned, but yeah. Doom two is in there somewhere. Yeah. So we need, we're going to reach. It was in there somewhere. So we'll have to research the games coming up and we'll do that as the next podcast. But I think it was important. We went back. The thing we didn't really address was red dead. Cause neither of us have really played it, but neither of us were really interested the, in the first one. Talk about. There's nothing to talk about either. It's a good game. A lot of people like it and that's the end of it. The Witcher like, is as much detail oriented as I want in those types of games. You know, red dead's too far the other way. Um, and uh, I think Spider Man. Well, I think Spider Man beats the Arkham games only because the each of the Arkham games had one thing that kind of brought them down, uh, it leading to Arkham Knight with the, all the car stuff, which is absolutely horrible. Um, and uh, nevertheless, when the Arkham games are hitting, they're totally hitting. So. Um, uh that might be an interesting oh dude i want to talk to you about dark souls because Mm -hmm. i'm getting to the final bosses and the dlcs of the witcher and it's exactly like a dark souls boss like there's three levels of attack 
they're mixed up. If the, he hits you, he gets most of his health back. And when you get him down to halfway, he starts releasing wraiths on you. It's, you know, it's like everything has to be perfectly timed. So I could use some advice on that. So I might be okay. hitting you up for that. So, all right. Well, Bizzlecast listeners, welcome. Uh, welcome. Thank you for uh, tuning in to another Encore Controllers. Thank you for tuning in to all my Daredevil podcasts with Papa Bizzle. And thank you for tuning in to all my Star Wars and other podcasts with Simi. It was an amazing year. And even though I've slowed down a little bit, uh, it, it's still been great. Um, and I really appreciate the feedback and the love. I haven't had one real asshole man on my Facebook page. I maybe had to ban one person like a year ago just out of annoyance. But for the most part even though most of my followers are men from the middle of the country, they're super respectful. They are in support of strong female characters, etc. And so this notion that, you know, like all men are, are horrible is not necessarily the case. That being said, <laughs> there are a lot of horrible men. <laughs> so uh, I, I urge you men out there to get on the right side, which is the side of the women, because guess what? In the future, they don't really need us, uh, Ethan. They just need our sperm. They don't need anything else. Why are you Why are you crafting the hen, the the plot of a hentai right now? Why, why are you where, where are you going with this? It's not a hentai. It's just truth. I mean, for having babies, well, right, right. But you're, you're you're crafting a plot of a hentai right now. It's just well, well, go uh, see Venom, and that's a plot of the hentai, which I hate the whole Venom thing because that looks exactly <laughs> like hentai. All right, Bizzlecast listeners, thank you so much. We will see you on the next one, Ethan. Thank you. May the force be with you. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out. Good day.